Chapter Twelve of Southern Arabia. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Southern Arabia by James and Mabel Bent. Chapter Twelve: The City of Shibam. On January twenty-fifth, we started for Shibam. Carpets having been sent forward the day before, the Sultan was to follow us in a day or two when some sheikhs had been to see him we started at eight thirty and were at shibam in four hours we had eleven camels only three horses and the donkey we travelled as soon as we left al Kutun, through sand nearly all the way we passed the tall white dome of sheikh abu bakir ban hassan's tomb near which the ruling family are buried if the saeeds permit they are all powerful and the sultan can do nothing in this respect without them not even be buried in his own family tomb there is a well beside the tomb or rather the kind of building from which water is obtained in the open valleys this consists of a small white building eight or nine feet square with a dome resting on an open pattern composed of a herring-bone course of bricks a little wooden ladle four or five inches wide stands in one of the little openings to dip out the water which would otherwise evaporate they drink out of the ladle and fill the water skins and the drinking trough for animals which stands always near they would never let us drink from the ladles as we neared chibam we passed through a good deal of ground that had once been irrigated but it had had its ups and downs and was now abandoned first there had been plenty of soil and the palm trees were planted in it then the wind had denuded the roots some of which had been banked up and walled in with stones others were standing on bare roots but at this time the sand was burying the whole place there were high drifts against many of the walls and among the trees shibam is twelve miles distant from alkatoon and is one of the principal towns in the hadramaut valley it is built on rising ground in the middle of the narrowest part of the valley so that no one can pass between it and the cliffs of the valley out of gunshot of the walls this rising ground has doubtless been produced by many successions of towns built of sun-dried bricks for it is the best strategical point in the neighbourhood early arab writers tell us that the hemorrhetic population of this district came here when they abandoned Shibwa early in the christian era we succeeded however in finding evident traces of an occupation of earlier date than this both in a seal which is described further on and in an inscription in which the name shibam occurs and which certainly dates from the third century b c even if the shibam were not the site of the original capital it must always centuries before our era have been a place of considerable importance as a centre of the frankincense trade for here must have been made up the caravans which brought the spices westward by the great frankincense road across arabia the caravans take twenty-five days on the journey to sahut and five to makala they go also to nejd but we could not find out how long they take shibam is now the property of the sultan of makala but was administered by his cousin salah who received forty thousand rupees a year for the purpose it is now three hundred years since these yafai left their old home and came to settle in the hadramaut they were then a wild predatory race plundering caravans 
now they have become peaceable and rich they still remain close friends with the yafai father west but are quite independent of them it is the maintenance of a residence for the nizam of hyderabad and their constant communication with india that has doubtless made all the difference between the yafai tribe and others building seems to have been their mania the sultan of shibam has numbers of houses at alcaton and shibam and he was intending to spend twenty thousand rupees in rebuilding his father's house for the castle at alcatoon is not his own but government property and the strip of land across the valley part of it sandy goes with it he was buying up land for himself in the wadi elan and elsewhere he told us his father left eleven million rupees to divide among his numerous progeny relationships in that family must be a trifle confused manasar of makala had married two sisters both now dead of his cousin salah salah had married two of manasar's sisters a daughter of salah's married manasar and another of them was married to one of manasar's sons and manasar's brother hussein of shahar married or was married to a third daughter of salah apparently the same complications existed in the generation before this but into them it is impossible to go as in india the favourite marriage that a man can make is to marry his uncle's daughter possibly the fact that property goes from brother to brother till a whole generation is dead instead of from father to son has something to do with this arrangement the town of shibam offers a curious appearance as one approaches above its mud-brick walls with bastions and watch-towers appear the tall houses of the wealthy whitewashed only at the top which make it look like a large round cake with sugar on it outside the walls several industries are carried on the chief of which is the manufacture of indigo dye the small leaves are dried in the sun and powdered and then put into huge jars and filled with water next morning these are stirred with long poles producing a dark blue frothy mixture this is left to settle and then the indigo is taken from the bottom and spread out on the cloths to drain the substance thus procured is taken home and mixed with dates and saltpetre four pounds of this indigo to a gallon of water makes the requisite and universally used dye for garments the better class of which are calendared by beating them with wooden hammers on stones this noise was a great mystery to us till we traced our way to it and found out what it was they used to also beat the dried leaf of a kind of acacia called carada and when pounded make of it a paste which has a beautiful pea-green appearance it is used for giving a polish to leather another industry carried on outside shibam is rope-making out of the fibres of the fan palm sap which grows wild in the narrower valleys the leaves are first left to soak in the water and then beaten till the fibres separate yet another is that of making lime for whitewash kilns it is curious to watch the bedouin beating the lime thus produced with long sticks singing quaint little ditties as they thump in pleasant harmony to the beating of their sticks we entered the town by some very sloping steps which led through the gateway passing some wells and the indigo dyers outside also some horrible pools where they had put the little fish that the camels eat to drain the oil from them we entered a sort of square 
having the castle on the right-hand side and a ruined mosque in front of us this huge castle was built by the grandfather of the sultan manassar sultan of makalla but owing to some difference about his wives he left the two topmost stories unfinished no one lives in it so we had the whole of this immense pile of buildings to ourselves it belongs to the manassar it is larger than alkatun by far and that is also exceeded in size by haura it is a most imposing structure and much more florid than the others the gateway is a masterpiece of carving in intricate patterns on entering this you turn sharp to the right up a shallow staircase protected from without but exposed to fire from the inmates of the castle the pillars in the lofty rooms are beautifully carved all the windows are filled with pretty fretwork bolts doors and window frames are also carved the huge doors are carved on one side only the outer one and inside they are rough and ill-grained and splashed with whitewash they are pretty dado patterns round the walls and the staircase as in the other castles has numerous doors for defence usually put in the middle of the flights shooting holes are in every direction we established ourselves in a room about thirty feet by twenty-five feet and used to go up and dine in one of the unfinished rooms at the top where there was a little bit of roof and where the cooking was done we generally thought it wise to dine in our grill room in order to have our food hot we all greatly enjoyed the works of our own cooks provisions being supplied to us we overlooked a huge puddle into which the surrounding houses drain and it is a proof of the scarcity of water in this part of arabia that they carefully carry this filthy fluid away in skins to make bricks with even scraping up the remaining drops in the pool with their hands in fact it scarcely ever rains in the hadrimaut from the roof of our lofty castle we had an excellent view straight down the broad hadrimaut valley dotted with towns villages palm groves and cultivation for fully thirty miles embracing the two towns of shion and Tram, ruled over by the two brother sultans of the katere tribe close to shibam several collateral valleys from north and south fall into the hadrimaut and a glance at the map made by our cartographer imam sharif han bahadur will at once show the importance of the situation shibam is the frontier town of the yafai tribe the katiri occupying the valley about two miles to the east and these two tribes are constantly at war sultan salah's big standard was in one of our dwelling rooms ready to be unfurled at a moment's notice he has cannons on the walls pointed in the direction of his enemy old cannons belonging to the east india company the youngest of which bore the date of eighteen thirty two from the soldiers we obtained a specimen of the great conch shells that they use as trumpets in battle and which are hung to the girdle of the watchmen who are always on the lookout to prevent a surprise the kateri are not allowed to stay in the town at night for we heard that seven months before some of them were detected in an attempt to blow up the palace with gunpowder there was a fight also about a quarter of a mile outside the town in which five kateri and seven yafai were killed there are three or four armed soldiers to protect shibam the sultan has erected bastions and forts all about it and the walls are patrolled every night 
there are many ruined houses in the plain relics of the great war forty years ago when the kattiri advanced as far as al katoun and did great damage the sultan of shiwan was invited with seven sheikhs to the palace of shibam on friendly terms and there murdered in cold blood while forty of his followers were killed outside the inhabitants of shibam were not at all friendly disposed to us on the day of our arrival my husband ventured with two of the sultan's soldiers into the bazaar and through the narrow streets but only this once for the people crowded round him yelled at him and insulted him trying their best to trip him up and impede his progress he was nearly suffocated by the clouds of filthy dust that the mob kicked up and altogether they made his investigations so exceedingly disagreeable that he became seriously alarmed for his safety and never tried to penetrate into the heart of shibam again on the whole i should accredit shibam with a population of certainly not less than six thousand souls there are thirteen mosques in it and fully six hundred houses tall and gaunt to which an average population of ten souls is but a moderate estimate the slave population of shibam is considerable many slaves have houses there and wives and families of their own the sultan's soldiers are nearly all slaves or of slave origin and one of them Luofok, whose grandfather was a swahili slave and who had been one of our escort from makala took us to his house where his wife seated unveiled in her coffee corner dispensed refreshments to quite a large party there assembled while muofolk discoursed sweet music to us on a mandolin and a flute made out of the two bones of an eagle placed side by side taisir and aboud were also abiding in shibam taisir when he met us on the minute asked for bakshish saying he had been ill when we parted and had had none though we had sent it to him oh there was such kissing of hands so we thought it politic to love our enemy and gave him a present the wazir salam bin ali had travelled with us to take care of us in the absence of his master once the arabs had a good laugh at the expense of three members of our party one morning our botanist went forth in quest of plants and found a castor oil tree the berries of which pleased him exceedingly unwilling to keep so rare a treat for himself he brought home some branches of the tree and placed the delicacy before two of our servants matthios and i am glad to say salah who also partook heartily terrible was the anguish of the two victims which was increased by the arabs veritable descendants of job's comforters who told them that they were sure to die as camels did which ate these berries the botanist did not succumb as soon as the others who not believing he had eaten any berries himself vowed vengeance on his head if they should recover and demanded that to prove his innocence he should eat twelve berries in their presence to our great relief the botanist was at last seized with sickness and thereby proved his guiltlessness of a practical joke three more miserable men i never saw for the space of several hours however they were better though prostrate the next day and for some time to come the popular joke was to imitate the noises and contortions of the sufferers during their anguish
in consequence of the enmity manifested towards us we were even debarred from walking in that interesting though smelly part just outside the town under the walls with the well the brickworks the indigo the oil-making the many lime-kilns the armourers and all the industrious people of the town we used to take the air on the roof in the evening there were no mosquitoes but we were never so persecuted with flies fortunately our castle was near the wall for to dwell in the narrow tortuous dirty streets must be fearful most likely the dust does much to neutralize the evils of the defective drainage the houses are very high and narrow and built of mud brick kucha which is constantly though slowly powdering away there are many houses in ruin we had two or three days of slight cold the temperature was sixty-two degrees fahrenheit in the shade and it was so cloudy that we expected rain but none came salah managed to get ten rupees from my husband who refused any more though he bought a piece of cloth which he said he wished to buy from the sultan the money was only wanted for gambling he went to imam sharif and said how is this that mr bent who at first was like my brother now is quite changed imam sharif said if he was kind to you when you were a stranger and now that he knows you is different there must be some reason for it what have i done you know best said imam sharif and i advise you to beg pardon salah exclaimed and you who are a muslim take part against me with these christians this is the keynote of his conduct to us we rode two hours one day without salah to a place called kamor on the southern side of the valley where there is an inscribed stone at the mouth of a narrow slit or gorge leading to the akaba the words thereon were painted light red dark red yellow and black and scratched the decipherable words morning light and offerings point to this having been a sacred stone when sun worship was prevalent the letters are well shaped some letters being strange to us the writing is bustrophedon which means that it runs backwards and forwards like an unbroken serpent each line being read in an opposite direction to that preceding or following it there is no difficulty in seeing this at a glance as the shapes of the letters are reversed for instance if this occurred in english the two loops of a b would be on the left if the writing were to be read in that direction the greek name comes from this style of writing being originally likened to cattle wandering about this at once relegates it according to the best authorities to at least the third century before christ and we were forcibly reminded of the large stone in the ruins of zimbabwe and its similar orientation we heard of a cave with an inscription in it in the kateri country about six miles off almost in sight we longed to dance on the tom tiddler's ground and make a dash for it but the forfeits we might incur deterred us being our lives the wazir said he would try to arrange for this but that even if the sayyids consented we must take forty soldiers well armed pay them as well as the isiar to the katiri pay the expenses of the isiara and take as short a time about the business as possible 
On the 27th, we heard that some of the tribe of Al-Jabbar, descended from Mohammed's great friend of that name, had passed Shabam for Al-Katun to fetch us, but there was no news of the Minhali or of the Tatmimi. It was said that the Jabari could not take us over their highland, past the Katiri, and into the Tatmimi country without consulting the Katiri, who sometimes helped them in their wars it must be remembered that the Katiri bedouin were for us no doubt in view of the payment of esiar while the saids and arabs of that tribe at shiwan and their friends at terim were against us i need not say we were weary of this indecision so we sent a letter to the sultan of shabam by a messenger saying we have been here three days what are we to do next and planned that imam sharif should ride over the next day as he could communicate mouth to mouth with the sultan in hindustani we had one consolation in our imprisonment for the seal of yarsahal which had been mentioned before was brought to us the stone is in brown and white stripes and the setting is very pretty it had been in the bezel of a revolving ring we began bargaining for it at once my husband offering ten rupees for the stone and ten for the golden setting but the sahib who brought it said it was the property of a man in shuwan who wished to keep it for his children and he must take it back to him my husband said he should like to look at it very quietly by himself and think over the stone and therefore asked the sahib to remain outside the door for a few minutes i quickly utilized this quiet time to make an impression with sealing-wax in case we never saw the seal again in two hours the sahib appeared again and said he had had a letter from shuwan twenty-four miles off saying the imaginary owner would not part with it under thirty rupees but he very soon took twenty and laughed most heartily when i said that if i had known how near shawan was i would have gone myself this seal is of particular interest for on it were the words yarsahal the elder of shabam and in an inscription published by m Halevi, we have the two yarsahals and various members of this family described as vassals of the king of the gabaniti now pliny says that the capital of the country was thumna this is quite correct and was confirmed by the seal for thumna was the capital of the gabaniti who were a hemorrhitic tribe west of the hatrimat it is therefore an additional confirmation of the accuracy of the ancient geographers concerning this district in the old days shabwat as it is called in inscriptions or sabatha shaba and sabatha as it is written in the ancient authors was the capital of the country hamdani tells us in his geography of the arabian peninsula that there were salt works at shabwa and that the inhabitants owing to the wars between himyar and mahik left shabwa came down into the hatrimaut and called the place shibam which was originally called shabat times are much changed since shabwa was a great town for from all accounts it is now quite deserted except for the bedouin and is six days from good water the water there is salt and bitter like quinine the sultan said the bedouin work the salt and bring it on camels as is mentioned by Macrisi the effect of salt is traceable in the water of all the wells in the main valley 
We would gladly have gone into Shabwa, but it was obviously impossible. There was a great deal of gun firing when the Jabiri went by with the Sheikh of the Gatiri, and our next interest was a letter from Al Katoun saying that the Tat women, who had sworn on their heads and their eyes to do so, had never appeared, and that the Jabiri wanted a hundred ten dollars exclusive of camel hire to go with us, the camels only to go a short distance, and then we must change. What did we wish to do? of course we could not start without providing camels for our onward way so this answer was sent back we have not come to fight we do not much care when we go and we await the advice of the sultan when he comes to-morrow salah was quite delighted but we thought any direction would be good for our map and we still had hopes of digging near meshed though we began to have fears that a repulse eastward would strengthen the hands of our enemies westward on january twenty ninth a letter was brought to us by the wazir and the governor of the town attended by salah more pleased than ever they said the letter had arrived last night and it was to say that the sultan's pain had increased so he could not come to-day and adding what we already knew as to the three neighbouring tribes we had a council of three and feeling that the journey to ber borhat was out of the question we determined to beat what we hoped would be a masterly retreat so the wazir and the governor were summoned and the following answer was sent we cannot understand the letters of the sultan having no means of communicating with him privately therefore we will return to al katoun to-morrow and see him face to face the servants were all quite delighted at this for salah told them the letter was to say we and the soldiers were all going to be murdered we had stayed five days at shibam and on the first three had taken sundry walks in the neighbourhood but during the last two we never ventured out as the inhabitants manifested so unfriendly a disposition towards us after the friday's prayer in the mosque a fanatical mullah al habibiyar bin abdullah sumayat alluded to our unwelcome presence and offered up the following prayer three times o oh god this is contrary to our religion remove them away and two days afterwards his prayer was answered this very gentleman had not long before been imprisoned for praying to be delivered from the liberal-minded sultan salah but the people had clamoured so much that he was released as we halted at the well outside the town whilst the various members of our caravan collected we overheard a woman chide a man for drawing too much water from the well to which he replied we have to wash our town from the infidel this day needless to say we gladly shook the dust of shabam off our feet and returned to the flesh-pots of al Katoun with considerable satisfaction of a truth religion and fanaticism are together so deeply ingrained in the hadrami that anything like friendly intercourse with the people is at present next to impossible religion is the moving spirit of the place without religion the whole hadrima would have been abandoned long ago as useless but the inhabitants look upon it as the most sacred spot on earth mohammed having been born in arabia and hence their objection to its being visited by unbelievers the shafi sect prevails to the exclusion of all others the men go in crowds to india batavia and elsewhere sometimes remaining absent twenty years from their wives and families and indeed we were told of one case in which a husband had been away for forty years
they return at last to spend their gains and die in their native sanctity we reached al Katoun on january thirtieth and found our friend the sultan very well indeed we had begun to suspect we were being deceived as to his illness for when the wazir and salah who seemed in league together heard the said son-in-law who came straight from al Katoun soon after the letter telling us that the sultan was much better they looked disconcerted whispered together and the wazir said you should not talk of what you know nothing about we were most anxious to learn all that had gone on in our absence and what arrangements had been made it seemed to be considered a mistake our ever having gone to shibam but i do not think it was had we not gone we should never have seen that fine and interesting town and assuredly not have obtained king yarsahal's seal the sultan told us there had been a great uproar about us and all the yafai tribe were now considered kafirs the Kateri absolutely refused the jabari leave to conduct us and the nahadi through whose land we had passed from hagarin said that if they had known how the Kateri would treat us they would have treated us just the same it would be madness to go to shabwa as we should even if we could get there be only further hemmed in the wadi bin allah was closed to us the nahadi were between us and medged nevertheless the sultan had actually sent a man to ask if we could dig there a few days he camping with us our very faint hope of this was only founded on the fact that the saids of medged are at enmity with those of shiwan on february first the tatmini sent to say they had really started to fetch us but the kateri told them they would declare war on them unless they retired the following evening we were thrown into some excitement by the arrival of the sultan in our room with seven letters the general tenor of which was that eight of the tatmini had come with the esyari of four amri only and no siyari of kateri as far as shawan and asked to be passed on but that the kateri refused them safe conduct they asked the sultan of shabam to go to shabam and arrange for them to reach us they proposed that we should without touching shabam turn into the very next wadi and go up on to the akaba the men who went with us were to stay with us all the way to the coast the sultan promised to keep hostages till his returning soldiers told of our safety we had another council with imam sharif we counted up our dollars for we had to live on our money-bags till we reached the sea and determined to reach bir borhat if we could saying nothing to the servants to upset their minds till all was settled the sultan went away to shibam the next day and as usual the women became very noisy and during his absence we were close prisoners on account of our fear of being mobbed the indian party were generally looked upon as jews in the evening the sultan came back telling us that the tahmimi wished to bring four hundred soldiers unpaid and to take us through their country but the kateri were too strong for them they said one man came disguised to see us herr venerida one man came undisguised herr hersch and now a party has come next time it will be a larger one still and then it will be all over with the sacred valley of the hadremat salah meanwhile was doing all he could to annoy us when we were talking over our difficulties with imam sharif he strutted in with a bill for the camels my husband said it is already paid i shall see about the others then salah said 
they are ordered already your groom islam will not go with you said salah so i told him he won't get the chance we would not have him if he were paid and though we have paid him beforehand we willingly lose our money i must then speak to the sultan about him for you i said the sultan has decided what he will do with him and i don't think he will like it haidar abul will not go with you this made us very angry as we had seen that salah had been tampering with him lending him his donkey and his sandals when he walked and whispering with him he tried to separate every one from us hadar had promised to go with us all the way and later imam sharif brought him to me when i was at home alone and made him repeat his promise and assurance that he had never told salah he would not go salah also wanted money but was refused he got a hundred rupees a month and two hundred were prepaid at aden he gambled and my husband wished to keep the contents of our money-bags for our own use we calculated that at the cheapest for soldiers and isyara and camels bir borhat would cost one hundred thirty one salah had put all the servants in a most terrible fright and a soldier had told them that if we went beyond shabam we should all be killed and that we should find no water by the way so we had to explain to them the plan of going by wadi ben ali and to comfort them as well as we could these people never seem to think that we value our own lives as much as they do theirs mejd was also closed against us the sultan of shiwan and the saeeds had sworn on the koran not to let us proceed on our journey the Kateri had also sworn and sent messages to the Tatmimi of Bir Borhat, the Jabari of Wadi Ben Ali, and the Nahadi, and they were all against us. We had another day of anxiety and uncertainty as to when we should really start. As the camels were not collected till late, we watched eagerly from our tower, counting them as they arrived by twos and threes we were rather in a despair as as we sat dining in a yard for at this time we were started with our own cookery and dined near the kitchen which matthias had been able to make in an arched recess of the enclosure where there were high hills of date stones kept to be ground to paste for cattle food he could not be allowed to defile a mohammedan kitchen after a few minutes however my husband had an idea which was to go to shahar somehow and turn up inland from thence there were plenty of tatmini there to help us and we could thus get to the east side of the kateri salah was to know nothing till all was settled february seventh was a very weary day of waiting for we had mended and cleaned everything we possessed and we packed and hoped the camels would come expecting to be off on the morrow but it was not till evening that people i cannot remember of what tribe came to bargain with us and the bargaining continued next morning so we made all baggage ready to be tied into bundles for we had no doubt we should start on the eighth at latest first they said we must go by the wadi Alain, their own home and this we knew was that they might blackmail us but they told us it was from want of water on the high ground over which we must travel for six days and that we must take two camels for water then they said we should take seventeen days in all and were to pay for twenty at more than double the usual fare we should have to go back on our old road as far as adab then three days in the wadi el ain region the same road near habal gabrain go on to gafet and then turn eastward to shahar 
we were perfectly horrified at this plan the price was great and the sultan seemed not to think it possible to go against the bedouin but far worse in our eyes was the thought of our map as we should see no new country instead of taking a turn or a climb that would have added miles to it they left us and we were sitting on our floor in the deepest depths of dark despair when news came that these camelmen having made a fresh plan for more extortions i e that there was to be no limit to the number of camels save their will in loading them the sultan being indignant was thinking of sending for other men when we heard that we roused it up and concocted a new plan which was to send for the sultan and ask him to get the jabiri and make them take us by the wadi ben ali so he came and agreed to this we were not to go so long over the highland but to go up and down at least twice which would suit us in our map the sultan told us we should find running water and that it was a shorter way to shahar besides this there lurked in the background not to be revealed till the last moment a design to get the tatmimi to come to a place in wadi adim and take us to bir borhat a name truly terrible to matthias and the indian servants we were in high spirits and agreed that no matter what our fate might be we were having a delightful evening truly i think the pleasures of hope are not sufficiently appreciated for even if your hopes are never realized the hoping has been a great happiness on the eighth those extortionate men of wadi aline sent to say they would take us by the wadi ben ali turning out of the wadi hadramat at el gran crossing the wadis ben ali and adim and reaching saha where we could branch off for bir borhat this offer was declined for we were watching and waiting for the jabiri and at night we heard that the brave jabiri were at shabam whereas our messenger had been sent to wadi ben ali they said they wondered at not hearing from us as the sultan had engaged their camels and promised to let them know when they would be wanted it was a great mystery to us why the wadi el ain people had ever been sent for the jabiri thus defied the kateri as sure as we come from jabiri fathers and jabiri mothers we will take these people safely to bir borhat and as sure as you come from kateri fathers and kateri mothers you may do your worst but still we will keep them safe to which the kateri replied we do not wish to make war on you and we do not care where you take them so long as it is not into our country as soon as we had finished our breakfast next day a message came to say our horses were ready and we were to go and drink coffee at the little tower the sultan has in the plain most of the party walked there were only horses for five a donkey carried a water-skin and our donkey masoud carried halters for every animal there were two wazirs the son-in-law the sultan of hara and a good many servants with carpets for us to sit on and a teapot we sat there for about two hours doing nothing but look at the green an occupation for which this house is expressly built a gun announced the arrival of the men of algebir and the sultan sent a man to kill a goat and receive them our great joy at their coming was nothing compared to our extreme satisfaction at parting with them later on i cannot say much for my skill as a physiognomist for i have it recorded that i like the looks of our mokadam that is chief of our kafila or leader talib ben abdullah son of the jabiri sheikh and that i did not care for the looks of our new groom salem 
i was quite wrong in both cases there were also salah bin yamani and another jabberi we were certainly this time to start next day but with another change in our route i believe on account of water instead of going by el grand we were to go by wadi bin wab retracing our steps as far as farhud very early in the morning imam sharif came to us and told us that the jabiri had not sufficient camels with them and that we must take camels of mandab the first day or two and that others would meet us in the wadi ben ali so there was little hope of a move that day the jabiri afterwards said the mandab way was much the longest so we changed again we delayed several days longer at al Katun, hoping against hope that the sultan of Tirin would grant us permission to pass through his territories that we might prosecute our journey End of chapter twelve